Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to the program author Bronwyn Shortino, and she is the author of The Economy of Enough. Before I bring in today's guests, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Bronwyn, how are you? I'm doing really well, John. I can't wait to see where our conversation takes us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm an international author and simplicity expert. I live in Australia, and I spend every day teaching people there's a very different way to live. So tell us about your book. The Economy of Enough is all about the battle that individuals have with not being good enough and the way that runs and underpins everything that you do in your life, the way that it affects your confidence, the way that it creates stress and exhaustion. And this book is all about teaching readers out there how to turn that on its head and really live their lives in a different way. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? So this book was written for females aged between 30 and 55 years old. They're generally working women. They're tired all the time. They're under demand from every corner of their life usually have an inability to say no when somebody asks them to do something. They run ragged all the time trying to keep up with all their commitments, constantly clambering to achieve in their career, but juggling all those things like home and partner, friends, charity and community commitments as well. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Yeah, I think really the central theme of the book is that not being good enough and really helping you to identify what you are running in terms of the stories that you tell yourself, where you're punishing yourself for not being good enough at different things and the way that you can really change the conversation that you have with yourself around that, change the influence that that has in your life and move forward in a really different way. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? It's about really unlocking the secret to happily ever after. I think, you know, we're taught a lot in our lives that we have to choose between being successful and happy and we punish ourselves because we believe that we have to choose. And the economy of enough is all about really reconnecting with who you are as an individual, finding, you know, the things that you are amazing at and then being able to take that forward in a very different way and in a way that is really self-loving, self-compassionate, taking that into the world so that you can really give the, the true strength of your gifts back to the world. So if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Yeah, I would say that The Economy of Enough is a combination of Vishen Lakahani's The Code of the Extraordinary Mind and Brene Brown's Daring Greatly. You know, every individual is unique, but collectively we're all herded to live in the same way. And this book is all about combining the clarity of understanding how your mind works and the courage that sometimes we feel like we need to take forward and take steps in a different way. So why did you write this book? 
I wrote this book because the economy, you know, the whole battle of not being good enough was something I really battled with. And it drove me to a complete breakdown in life. And the more conversations I have with readers out there in the world, they're telling me that this book could have been written for them. They're saying the themes that are included in this book, which were things that I really struggled with, are things that are everyday battles that they're having in their lives. And it's such a common thing that women in that 30 to 55-year-old age group are really battling with. So it came the basis of what I experienced, but it's out there doing its work in the world because it's such a common theme that so many people are struggling with. So stress, exhaustion, burnout, how specifically is your book going to help with those things? Well, stress and burnout are caused by a number of different things. And one of those things is the worry and overthinking that goes on when you're struggling with not being good enough. There's a theme that runs in the lives of people who struggle with not being good enough. And that is that punishment that they and the the way that they really push themselves in their lives to try and get better and be better and do better. And that causes a massive stress reaction in the body. And that stress reaction then creates a cascade that goes through exhaustion, which then leads to burnout. So this book is all about helping you to identify as an individual where your stress points are, what are the things that are really driving you, how are you punishing yourself, and then it gives you really practical and easy tools and activities that you can apply to your life so that you can work out what you need to turn that around. Give us some examples. So, for example, the fear of missing out. You know, FOMO is such a massive, massive thing that runs in people's lives now. And there's nothing worse than that sense of panic that sits at the bottom of your throat and threatens to overwhelm you on a minute-to-minute basis. There's so much going on in life. We're so busy. So many people are so lost now and looking for their answers everywhere else. And the more that you follow somebody else's instructions for what you need, what you should have, where you should go, what you should be doing, the less likely you are to be living your own life. So the economy of enough gives you a set of questions that you can ask yourself to start really reconnecting with what's important to you. And the more you know what's important to you, the easier it is to run your life in line with who you truly are. So is it really better to live a simple life, in your opinion? Yeah. So, you know, as somebody who has gone through the whole burnout scenario and had to rebuild life from the ground up, I have had the, uh, I guess, the privilege of time and space to really assess and have a look at life and just how complex and noisy it was and all the things that I was doing in a punishing way to myself. And then on the flip side of that saying, well, okay, well, what if there's a better way to live? And if there's a better way to live, what does that look like? So I had the ability to step in and create a really simple platform that I could rest my life on and structure my life around. So when crisis hits, my life doesn't really change because I have the tools and the ability and the knowledge, I guess, to live life in a really different way. So simplicity is not about denying yourself. It's not about being a minimalist. It's not about, you know, not getting to do really cool and fun things anymore. Simplicity is really about really closely understanding what's important to you and then being able to take that and apply that to the things that you have in your life 
and making sure that you have activities every day that help you to refill your energy tanks so that you're not living a life that's built from exhaustion and constantly draining energy from an already drained tank. If you could give people one piece of advice about how to do that, what would it be? Yeah, I think for me, the thing that I discovered the most, and this is the question that I get asked the most, the thing I discovered the most is that there was nothing that I have in my life right now after I've had to rebuild through a complete breakdown and, and, you know, rebuild my life. There's nothing I have in my life right now that wasn't easily, readily and affordably available to me before. It's just that I was so caught up in the complexity and the noise and the busyness of the way that I was living that I just couldn't see that there was an easy and simple pathway that I could take to move forward. So the one piece of advice I give to people now is don't wait. You can make really simple and easy easy change now. Simplify your life. Simplify how you're doing things. And you will see that you'll move forward in a very different way. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? That's easily seeing the way that this work and these words has gone out into the world and the difference that it's making in people's lives. The feedback that I get from people, I've had, you know, a mum that sent me through an email saying, you know, my eight-year-old son, all he does is live for sport. He injured his hamstring right before the finals, can't play. I sat down with him and And we read chapter whatever it was in the book and and we've worked out the plan and we've really simplified it and he's just completely happy with how we're moving forwards. And and then got the career woman that's really sort of that in the early 30s and trying to decide, do I have kids now? Do I focus on my career? And just saying how simple it was going through the book and, and really just understanding, connecting more with herself and really being able to make a plan moving forwards. There's just so many stories. They're so personal and it impacts people in such incredible ways. And, you know, that has just really touched my heart. Did your environment or upbringing play any major role in your writing? Yeah, so growing up, I created a world for myself where, I, you know, I became a perfectionist. So everything I did was about presenting this facade to the world that everything was perfect, that I had everything, life was under control, career was under control. And furiously, I was like the, the swan gliding on the river where just across the surface, everything was just ease and grace and looked beautiful. And under the surface, the little feet are just paddling as fast as possible, just trying to keep you afloat. So that absolutely has really influenced who I am as a writer, the way that my books are written, the authenticity of them, how real they are, just the communication, the way that I write. It's all influenced all of that. What part of your book would you say you personally like best? I love the chapter on great expectations and I love the chapter on fear of missing out. I think those are two things that really drive that feeling of or that belief of not being good enough. Great expectations is one of those things where in your social conditioning you're told from a very early age what is good and bad about you, what you should and shouldn't be doing, how you should and shouldn't be doing that. And that really sets your expectations for who you are as an individual as you go into the world. And it creates blinkers for you in terms of what you believe is an acceptable pathway. And often that's the start of us getting off track and not being able to find ourselves 
or, or even be connected with who we truly are anymore. And fear of missing out, I think, is one of those things that just drives us relentlessly, especially if you've got that not good enough belief system running, because if you're not constantly doing everything, then you might miss out on something that could make you a better person or you know, allow you to better your career or better your prospects. And I think what I've found is applicable to most individuals is that if we just accept that we are uniquely great within ourselves and allow everybody to just live who they are as an individual, you know, life is so much different and it's so much simpler. So, yeah, those are my two favourite chapters in the book. In your opinion, who should buy your book? Definitely, though that 30 to 50 year, 55 year old females, they, they need to live, they know that they need to live differently. They're aware of that, but they just don't know where to start. They feel like if they're doing anything for themselves, they'll drop the ball completely, but then they have to go and do everything because they've got that fear of missing out running. But then that really uh, starts the fear of if I take on too much, I'll, I'll drop a ball and then I'll let everybody down. And then that, you know, that constant juggling's going on. You know, they desperately need a break, but simply can't find the time. And this book will really help them to understand where they're at and how they got there, what it actually means to be burnt out, stressed and exhausted, what that's actually doing to them, and also help them to start identifying what is impacting them, where and how to start to turn that around, and how to build a life that allows them to easily live in a very different way. Where can readers find out more about you and your book? Definitely from my website, which is Chic Life, S-H-E-I-Q-L-I-F-E.com, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and also they're available on all of the big online book retailers around the globe. Could you spell your name for us, please? Yeah, so it's Bronwyn, B-R-O-N-W-E-N, and Shortino is S-C-I-O-R. T-I-N-O. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Bronwyn Shortino, and she is the author of The Economy of Enough. Bronwyn, thanks very much for being with us today. Thanks so much, Don. It's been great to be here with you. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.